so glad you're here. It's my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. I'm Pastor Paul. Little guy needs something. Been having this happen the last few weeks. Um, The Lord just speaks to me in worship. And I think it's normal. Uh, Our worship here is not worship that is intended to just be a a checkbox in the service. Um, It is literally us coming together to celebrate who God is and who God is in our life and what he's been doing and really just a turning, maybe from struggles you've had through the week, a turning our hearts to the Lord together, asking him to come. And he says, if we'll lift him up, he'll draw all men unto him. So something is at work spiritually, supernaturally, when we worship together. So isn't it fitting that the Lord would move as we worship? He said that he would, and part of that is that he speaks to us. So I want to encourage you to open up, open up your hearts and your minds to um, action happening during worship. Start asking, your, your, uh, start asking the Lord, what are you saying? Because it's starting to happen to me more and more and more. And I got two things this morning, and I'm going to try my best to remember and to tell you those two things. Um, but we've been looking at a, a topic called follow and about a house of cards. And it comes from Matthew chapter 4 where Jesus came and went to uh, uh, some of the disciples and said, Hey, I want you to get out of your boat, quit fishing, come follow me. And just to go kind of quickly... Um, Jesus started walking. The men started following, literally following the man Jesus. Watched him preach, watched him teach. Was around him when he slept, was around him when they ate. Just in every uh, every action, everything that Jesus did, there were the guys there to follow. Jesus then died on the cross for our sins, paid the price. Um, The guys didn't understand that. Next thing you know, Jesus is back walking around and saying, hey, here I am again and I'm about to leave. He says, and it's better for you that I leave. So you can imagine leaving everything, following this man, watching the miracles that happened, watched him die, not completely understanding, coming back to life, showing him, showing the boys the holes in his hands that, yes, it's really me, and that now I'm leaving. But it's better for you that I go. And we now know after all this teaching that we've gotten for the last few weeks that it was the Holy Spirit that he was going to send. So, the thing that I felt like the Lord was saying to me this morning, first of all, is we don't have the man to follow. I believe that it probably in our, in our natural mind is easier to follow someone. I want you to think about who you follow. And, and we, when we're born and we go to kindergarten for the first time or we go to preschool or whatever Mother's Day out, and they've got to go from point A to point B. They put everybody in a single file line and says, follow the person in front of you. We learn right away how to follow the leader. We learn that. We understand that. Where they go, I go. I don't have to think. Just follow, right? But I want to ask you, literally in your life, are you following the Lord? Because we do not have the man there saying, hey, we're all going to line up right here and we're going to walk from point A to point B. We literally have the spirit of Jesus speaking to us at our fingertips, in our mind, ready to answer. But do we literally follow in everything that we do? 
went to Sunday school this morning, just got a great word from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Now, I know that was fast. I went through that quick. But it is the scripture that the Lord is saying, I've given you my spirit in order to fulfill Proverbs chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. I'm with you. You can trust me. I'll talk to you. I will speak truth to your life. I will never speak false to your life. It will never be a lie. It will always be truth. Trust in the Lord. We sang this morning, for we trust in our God. Well, really? How? Is your trust in God, God, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm not going to physically say that out loud, but literally, I'm going to go live my life. And when I get in a mess, I expect you to show up and fix it. I will tell you, that's the life that I've lived. I'm going to go do my thing because I'm a pretty smart dude and I, I pretty much got it together. I don't like any help. I don't want people telling me anything to do. I'm going to go do my thing. And Lord, when it messes up, why don't you just go ahead and fix it and bless it, by the way. I'm going to do my thing and I want you to bless it instead of doing his thing that he's already going to bless and be on top of it. But literally, do we follow? I want you to think really about trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That's a biggie. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Always acknowledge. That is saying, where are you, God, and what, what do I do here? You told me not to lean on my own understanding. And I'm not meaning to even pick up with what Burton was teaching on because this wasn't even a part of my scripture. But it is, the, it is the center of following. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Now, it's amazing. You would think as a pastor of 10 years and been saved since I was five, I can just reiterate Scripture like crazy. That's about the only one besides John 3, 16 that I can do without thinking. I'm just not that great at it. But why that one? Because it's the center of me following the Holy Spirit. Do we really follow? Because it said it's better for him that we go. Why? Because I could never just follow Jesus because there's a billion people. I can't expect that I would be one of those 12 that would have been chosen out of a billion. Maybe I would have been, but I doubt it. I don't live anywhere near where he was, right? And he's just a man. But he said, whoa, 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 it's better for you that I go. And he sent us his spirit so that he can lead us as though he was here in the flesh. He's not, but he's here in the spirit. We've seen from the word that we have even more capability than the boys that walked with him in the earth because we have his spirit. We have his mind. It's an amazing thing, and we can follow him just like the guys did that walked with him in the earth, even more so because when Jesus would walk off to go do something else without the boys, we've got Jesus with us at all times. So do you really follow And how do we take this from word and from coming together and enjoying church together to literally following the Lord? Are are y'all with me? This is it. This is what being a Christ follower is about. It's not about going to church. It is about following the Spirit of the Lord. It is about knowing his word and hearing his voice and following it. But let's just take back off. I believe that there has just been a serious misconception about the Holy Spirit. This is where I left off last week. 
that we have sought after the power and the works of the Holy Spirit without knowing the Holy Spirit. And we need to reverse that. The power and the works will come if we have Him. Right? We must get to know Him as a person. And whenever the Spirit starts moving through a person, we've got to be able to ask ourselves, does this line up with the Word and does this line up with the character of Jesus that we saw as He walked the earth? If it doesn't, then we need to ask the Holy Spirit, am I outside? Am I, am I making this more about me or is this still you? And he'll tell you. Do y'all hear me? We're wanting to stay within the box, but I can tell you it's going to be a stretching in one way and a correcting in another way. We're not trying to box this thing in. We're trying to get the walls where they're supposed to be. And I want you to know there are walls to the kingdom of God. You get outside the walls, you're in trouble. We want inside the walls. So there are boundaries that we need to have. It's important that we believe that the Holy Spirit is a person. I'm going to be uh, trying to make that case a little bit today. Who is infinitely holy and wise and mighty, yet he is tender and sensitive and compassionate. Do we believe that he is worthy of our reverence and affection and faith, our love and devotion and complete surrender? Or do we just simply believe that the Holy Spirit is just an influence, some divine mystical power? And again, I have this serious misconception. I have been one that has done this, that has set the Holy Spirit on, on the shelf only to access. And for when I've got hell hitting me and just and I can't do anything else on my own, I'd go get into the uh, uh, telephone booth and close the door and come out as super Christian with my cape on. I got the Holy Spirit. Let's go do something. And then I get done, I go back and change my clothes and I'm back off to doing my own thing. And I've missed it. I believe the church has missed it. But one reason that we perceive the Holy Spirit as just a mere influence is because of the way he's been spoken of. We use many times the, the pronoun it. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit is not an it. And it is a way we describe a thing or an animal. A thing, it, the Holy Spirit is not an it. He, he possesses. I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is a person, but he's not human. He possesses human-like qualities, or what I like to call personality. The Holy Spirit is a deity, but not a human being. As I said last week, we were created in God's image, not God created in our image. We are like him. He is not like us. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. We are like him. But as a church, we've chosen to view him as a holy entity rather than the one we are supposed to follow. He is to lead us and guide us. He is a guide to comfort us, to fill us with his love. I want you to know this thing, if, if we were to call this, I use a pronoun, we'd call it an it. This is a clock. It's an it. But this thing does not provide comfort. It, it can, there's no way it can comfort me. Now, as I said first service, that's not entirely true. Um, clocks really do provide me comfort. I am, I, I am the weirdest. I, I, everybody thinks you're weird. I'm weird. 
I have this watch that I think is the greatest watch ever. Um, it's an atomic watch that I have to set in a windowsill every night. I'm surprised my wife's never even made fun of me for doing this, but I take it off and set it in a windowsill in a particular direction so that it will download from Colorado the exact time every night. It resets every night. And it's uh, solar. So I never have to wind it. I never have to put a battery in it. And the time is right every single day. I love that. This is an atomic clock. It is exactly to the second exactly right. Now I've got one child who kind of thinks like me. Sarah Beth thinks like me because she'll, she won't ask her mom what time it is. She'll ask me. But I can tell you, if I ever get away from my watch, from a clock, I am completely lost. I find myself really lost. Think about how much more can we even recognize. How many of you, if you ever left the house without your phone, you'd notice it? Let me ask you this. If you ever left the house without the Holy Spirit, would you notice it? Because He is to be our guide. We are supposed to acknowledge him in all of our ways, yet we leave him at home and don't even know we've left him. Oh yeah, God, I just made a huge mistake. Holy Spirit, come and fix what I've just done in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm good. Put you back in the shelf and I'm off doing my thing again. No, the Holy Spirit is with us at all times. He, we, he will never leave us or forsake us. Nothing on this earth can separate us from him. He is there, but we do not acknowledge it. Acknowledge him in all of our ways. Unfortunately, this closest friend that wants to be so close to us, we've limited his involvement, and we have inadvertently rejected the most fulfilling relationship available to us. Let me go back just for a second. Elizabeth hates this watch. No. And it's because it looks nerdy and it is it's the definition of nerd and she would prefer me to have something that looks good but doesn't care about it keeping the time and I couldn't care less how it looks as long as I've got the correct time but you can see how how, how we see things differently but anyway I just cover it up from her So let me, let's ask this question again from uh, last week. Who is the Holy Spirit? I want to give you some traits, some characteristics from Scripture of who the Holy Spirit is. Romans chapter 8 verse 27 says that he has a mind. The Holy Spirit has a mind. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 11 says he has a will. He has emotions such as love and joy. We see that in Romans 15 verse 30 and Galatians 5 verse 22. It tells us that he comforts. Acts verse, chapter 9, verse 31. What other than a person could comfort you? He's a person. And I know the Holy Spirit to be the comforter. He speaks, Hebrews 7, verse, Hebrews 3, verse 7. In fact, it says that he speaks clearly. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 says he teaches. And that he can be made to feel sorrow. That's Ephesians 4.30. He 
He can be insulted, Hebrews 10, 29. He can be resisted, Acts 7, 51. And he can be lied to, Acts chapter 5. So let me ask you again, who is the Holy Spirit? And I want to show you today from Scripture uh, that it's very clear that a Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Let's look at uh, Genesis chapter um, 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Did I bring up the wrong one? Yeah. Uh, they, they corrected me back there. Um, I, I, I'm sure that many of you have caught this, but just let this sink in. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He did not say, let me make man. He said, let us. And he's referring to here God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Three distinct people, persons, playing three distinct parts. The book of Acts shows us the distinct identification of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are alike. It says here even in, the, in our likeness. They are alike. Their image is alike. One reflects the other. I want you to know that I believe the Holy Spirit has had this misconception, this messed up view as being the red-headed stepchild of the family. And listen, I love red-headed people and God loves red-headed people. And we have put a stigma on that that is wrong. But we use that as an analogy. You get it and it's sad that we get it. But we, we've labeled, even the church has labeled the Holy Spirit as the black sheep of the family. That you come to church and think, oh, I hope Sister Susie doesn't get the Holy Spirit today. Oh, yeah, there she goes. Oh, God, how long is this going to take? Hope everybody doesn't leave. <laughs> Holy Spirit, don't move today. I mean, I know you laugh, but I know it's true. They do, the, the Spirit, Jesus the man, and God the Father do not conflict they will look the same. They may perform different in different ways, but they will never get outside of who they are as one. Do you follow me? The Spirit will look like Jesus. Jesus will look like the Father. The Father will look like the Spirit. If those ever contradict, then something is wrong. And more than likely, it's not that we've tried to get it wrong or we've got Satan in us. We've just allowed our flesh to get in the middle. We just sometimes take things to the extreme. Anybody here ever had a dramatic experience in your home and it was taken to an extreme that just made no sense? What are you talking about? No, it's not the end of the world. Everything's fine. Your show will come on again next week. And you can probably stream it in about an hour. It'll be okay. It's not the end of the world that Alabama lost yesterday. <laughs> you know what's funny? Pastor Justin made, a, made mention of something at first service about those sports scores. And I didn't even know it. I, had to, I literally looked it up on the front row while he was doing the announcements. What did I miss? Alabama lost. Oh, I can't believe it. Tennessee won. Oh, my gosh. Revival. Oh, I'm not saying that again. So sorry. My front row are big Alabama fans. And listen, we don't have much room to talk. 
we haven't played them yet either, and it probably won't go well. So we'll just, we'll just leave it there. But it's not the end of the world. The sun still came up. God's still got a great plan for Alabama fans. I think. Oh, but do you hear me? We take things out of perspective. All you got to do is get around a sports fanatic. Get around, get around a church, crazy church person. They're the craziest. Am I right? You do not reflect Jesus. You reflect too much caffeine or not enough sleep or... <laughs> something that's in your in you and i've been the, i've been that guy does this reflect jesus christ does this reflect his word because the spirit is not the black sheep i will tell you the spirit is the power the spirit is the mind it is the knowledge. It is, it is the truth. If it goes outside of truth, we've missed it. If y'all don't mind, we love children. Just let them maybe go out for just a minute and catch their breath and then come right back in. It's no problem. Amen. Now, let me just say, everybody be very forgiving. That's the most natural thing ever. That's the most natural thing ever, so please don't be offended by me, um, but I want you to know we need to hear, and uh, I'm just going to leave it at that, but please, we love babies. Church on the Hill, we love babies. It's okay. All right. Let's look at another example of the, the, uh, of the Trinity, Acts 10, 38. Mikey, help me out. Acts 10, 38. Watch this. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Do you catch this? We see right here that the Father anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit, Three distinct persons working together for one common purpose. Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 says, When he had been baptized, this is Jesus, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alightening upon him. Now, before I finish the scripture, the Holy Spirit is not a dove. He descended like a dove. And alighted upon him, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So what's happening here? This account, we see three distinct persons. Jesus was baptized by John 
the Spirit of God descended on him. And finally, God the Father declared from heaven, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Again, all three members working together for one purpose. I could spend weeks and weeks and months and years talking about the Holy Spirit. We're even talking, we're even taking a class, doing a class on Monday nights, trying to grasp a little bit more of knowing the person of the Spirit. But I want you to know it is not going to be done by the church. It's got to be done by you. You have to dig. You have been called to a personal relationship with God. You have received Christ as your Lord and Savior. You must build that relationship. The church was never called to do that. This is not enough. You've got to get out here and dig after it. Talk to him. Read about him. Have relationship with him. You must do it. And it's vital to break this misconception so you can truly receive and believe that the Spirit of Jesus is with you. He is with you. Um, The other word that I felt like the Lord said to me today is in worship. Um, I, I want you, church, to, knowing from the Word, if Jesus Christ were still here on the earth... What would he be doing? If he were here as a man, don't you think he would continue what he was doing? We have no reason to believe that that would have changed. He would be going from place to place, healing all the sick, teaching, comforting, loving, forgiving, blessing, giving wisdom, Sitting down and eating together, breaking bread together. I don't believe that that would have changed, right? So, he said it was best that he go. He left, sent us his spirit. Now, isn't it, is, isn't it a true, um, what do you call it? Uh, my brain's going to explode. Um, can't we assume yeah I can't I'm about to lose my mind here Um, I want to get this right best for him that we go he said that we would carry on his ministry that the miracles that he did we would do and greater miracles than these would we do so we, call, we say that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. But has anybody here witnessed Jesus walking in the earth today? But he said it was best for us that he go. I believe that the ministry of the physical Jesus walking on the earth we should still see today. Because we have his spirit. It says the same power is in us that raised Christ from the dead. It says that we, are, we, that we are the hands and feet of Jesus, then we should be doing the works of Jesus. I know of one or two global men that I would consider, you know what, I believe that the ministry of Jesus genuinely is following those couple people. But the Lord is in you. 
when you walk out of here and walk into your place of work, it is literally Jesus Christ walking into that place. Why? Because it is his, it is his spirit with you. I'm not walking in and saying, hey, Jesus just showed up. Everybody pay attention. But Jesus is with me. Jesus is with you. And I believe that the miracles that follow Jesus should follow us right out of here into the world. We should be a reflection of Jesus. Can you imagine what the earth would look like if everyone was operating under the power of Jesus Christ? There's no enemy that could win. Not one. Not one. Not one situation we would walk into that we would not have victory. The problem is we leave, we leave Jesus at home. If we're even lucky enough to, lucky, if we're even good enough to have him in our home. We leave him until we have a disaster rather than him walking the earth everywhere we go. He's here, he's in us. Are you guys following me? The whole picture of what we should look like should be different. We're not perfect, we're not Jesus, but we have the spirit of Jesus in us. Let me finish with showing you how the Holy Spirit played a part in creation. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and became a living being. I believe it is the Holy Spirit that did the breathing of the life into Adam and breathed life into his nostrils. Let me show you. Job chapter 33, verse 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Now, Father God, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, we just saw in the beginning, um, how, how did that go? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. God is our creator, right? God is our creator. He is the creator. It did not happen by some big bang. I, I just disagree with that completely because when have you ever seen an explosion? Life come from an explosion. Death comes from an explosion. So this whole concept of the big bang, I just, I, I, it's just, just like we don't know. It can't be God, so let's just make something up. So forgive me, all you scientists. Really, no, I don't, I don't need your forgiveness. I just deal with it, you know. I'm not second-rating the Word of God. But the Lord is our Creator. I believe even the sinner, the Holy Spirit, breathed life into them. He, was, he is the Creator. He's the Creator of us all. He breathed life into us. The Spirit of God has made me and breathed life, in, uh, and the Almighty gives me life. But it also says in Psalm 139 that he formed you and me. You formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my uh, mother's womb. I want you to know that, and I missed this title, the Holy Spirit is, uh, Mikey, I'm just all messed up up here. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Let me give you, just as I close, some uh, titles of the Holy Spirit from Scripture. Holy Spirit, 
Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of God, Eternal Spirit, the Helper, Comforter, Holy One, the Lord, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of Counsel, the Spirit of Knowledge, the Spirit of Might, the Spirit of Understanding, the Spirit of Wisdom, the Spirit of the Fear of the Lord, the Spirit of your Father, the Spirit of Glory, the Spirit of Grace, the Spirit of Judgment, Spirit of Burning, Spirit of Life, Spirit of Power, Spirit of a Sound Mind, Spirit of Prophecy, Spirit of Revelation, Spirit of Holiness, Spirit of the Holy God. That's what's in you. That's what's in me. I have that. When I walk out of here, the Spirit of the living God walks with me in full power. But He's not going to force me or take over me. I have to submit and yield to Him, follow Him, and His power will follow. Where's the power gone? We're not following. We're not following. So as I close and I'm done, I want to pray in just a moment for the Lord to show us how to follow. You may say, well, he's already told us in his word, yes, but he is the teacher. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. Even though he's already given us everything, we still need help. And the church, I believe, the church has missed this follow concept. We've missed how to follow. Acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will guide us. He will direct our path. You guys stand up with me if y'all don't mind. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us. You say that you are the teacher, that you will lead us and guide us into all truth. You may be here today, church, and you may say, Pastor, I've never made that first-time commitment to Jesus. Great, today is the day and the Holy Spirit is talking to you. I know He is. He told me He is. Scripture says, I believe it's uh, Romans 10, 9, that if you will believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that He was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Right now, just right where you said, just to yourself, just say, God, I receive you. I believe you. I can hear you. Come into my heart, Spirit of God. I turn my life over to you. I ask you to forgive me of all the stuff that I've done and set me free. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Save me. Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now to show us how to follow. Show us how to follow. Show us how to acknowledge you in all our ways, how to truly trust you with all of our heart and how to recognize when we're leaning on our own understanding. Holy Spirit, we need your help. Church on the Hill, you need to be in the Word and you need to be talking to the Holy Spirit. He will talk to you. y'all don't mind just look up here I mean I just want to ask you who here needs prayer needs prayer for health raise your hands up high needs prayer for health needs prayer for breakthrough needs prayer for finances needs prayer for a job needs prayer for your kids needs prayer I need you Lord and I'm desperate I need you okay 
Church on the Hill, you have the Spirit of God on you. I just want you to reach out your hands toward those that just raised up their hands. If you didn't raise up your hand quick enough, raise up your hand, and we're just going to pray together. We're just going to pray together. Spirit of God, you are with us. I want you to just start praying, church. Spirit of God, you are with us. You are in here. You are ready to heal. It is though Jesus is here. You are here, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I just speak forth healing in Jesus' name. I just speak forth healing in Jesus' name. You've got to speak it. Church, speak out of your mouth. Out of your mouth will flow rivers of living water. It's got to come out of your mouth. In Jesus' name, we pray for jobs. We pray for breakthrough. We pray for marriages to be restored. I come against an affair that's going on in this place that this man or woman will turn from it in Jesus' name and turn back to their spouse. I just pray right now against bad decisions and bad friends that we would hear you, Holy Spirit, and make good decisions. Thank you that we have the mind of Christ. Come on, church. The power is in you. We're just taking this from one, from the thousand to ten thousand, to more and more and more in Jesus' name. Move. Move in Jesus' name. Out of your mouth will flow rivers of living water. Jesus' name. Move in this place. Give breakthrough to health. We just pray a spirit of healing drop on this place. Um, as Pastor Justin made mention of kind of crazy and bipolar, I want you to know those are real and you need to be set free. Set free from bipolar in Jesus' name. Set free from depression in Jesus' name. I just rebuke depression and a spirit of uh, a spirit of craziness in Jesus' name. We have a a sound mind. You are the spirit of a sound mind. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are right within the realms of what you do. Move in Jesus' name. Move in this place. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. Let's sing.